What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. Hope everybody's doing well. I am back. I was away on vacation for a while, and I am finally back in the midst of the NBA Finals. The perfect time to come back. Um, obviously, my Warriors are in it, and I got my boy Kyle Celtics in it. Say what up, Kyle. I got him on the pod today. What up? What up? How are we doing today, Zach? <laughs> doing well, man. little stressed, a little annoyed after game one. but uh... A little tense after that game? <laughs> That was that's not how I expected it to end if after the first three quarters. Um, so that was annoying. But we're back. We're gonna talk about the NBA finals, what we're what we think is gonna happen tonight in game two and for the rest of the series. So first, let's go over game one as much as I don't want to. <laughs> so, you know, obviously we came out swinging and we and the thing that was kind of stressing me out in the beginning too was the Warriors looked really good. But they were never up by a whole lot. I think at one point they may have had like a 10-point lead. They might have. I don't remember. But for the most part, they were always up by like five or six. And I was like, okay, we should be up by a lot more. So that was the first thing I noticed. Um, and But I was really – I was really like happy with how they were playing for the most part, for, for the most part. And then the fourth quarter happened. <laughs> And I don't know. I don't know how. I don't. I don't even know. You give some thoughts. <laughs> Makes like, me mad. When, when I look at it, I, I look at that first quarter, and obviously, you know, you always have that conversation coming into these games. You know, you guys were well rested. You guys had, you know, over a week off in between games. So how were you going to come out shooting the ball? How was Boston going to come out? You know, so that first quarter really is a tone setter. And for Steph to go off and have twenty one in that first quarter. Phenomenal. I mean, like you said, it never really got out of hand. Boston was kind of able to, you know, stay in tow and keep it close. I think at the end, it was like a five point game at the end of the first quarter. So it wasn't anything outrageous, you know, that we were down, even though Steph had a monster first quarter with 21. Steph comes out of the game in the second quarter and he gets put back in. But do you know what Steph ended up with in the second quarter? How many points? Yes. I don't. What was it? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Three fouls. So yes. you went from a first quarter with 21 points lighting up the board to you took that rest and then you came in and it looked like Boston had kind of made those adjustments. Yeah. So then halftime comes around and you have, you know, the Warriors, they go and they kind of are down by two. They make that break in the third quarter. Boston's been horrible in the third quarter. That's when, you know, uh, Milwaukee made those runs. That's when um, Miami made those runs. You know, the third quarter was kind of like Boston's quarter to lose every quarter this year. 
and then the fourth quarter happened and they turned it in. I think with a horrible shooting night from Jalen, uh, Jason Tatum, Boston got out lucky. Um, I don't know if you're counting on, you know, Horford, Smart, and um, Derek White to shoot as well as they've been shooting. Derek White, this is the greatest stretch of games I've ever seen. He had a kid in the middle of the Miami series, and then every game back has had career games. I've never seen him. So it's a question, you know, can he keep it up for the series at least? Or, you know, what are they going to end up doing? But I think they were lucky to get out with a bad Jason Tatum game. I think you need luck in the playoffs if you're going to win a finals. Um, Golden State, what concerned me, you got open shots. It wasn't like you were fighting for a whole bunch. You couldn't get anything in the paint. You had trouble getting inside. And Jordan Poole looks unplayable. Jordan Poole looks unplayable, at least just defensively. Like he shot two for seven, you know, yeah. You had Otto Porter go off. So, you know, I'm going to say Otto Porter made up for what Jordan Poole missed. But defensively, he just looked like a liability out there. And you can't be trotting him stuff out in the same time. I think Steve Kerr is going to really have to make an adjustment moving forward if he wants to try and play him up on that Boston offense yeah no Jordan Poole was one guy I was going to bring up because his defense is such an insane liability um but another big thing about him is he gets super careless when he's when he's got the ball and that's a that's kind of a constant theme with the Warriors it always has been but Jordan Poole I think he ended with four turnovers and the guy's like falling all the time. He gets super sloppy. And we just can't have that as much as he does, especially in the NBA finals when we're going up against a team that like the Celtics, who can easily just, you know, punch us in the throat when we do that. Um, Jordan Poole, I was getting really frustrated with. Everything he was doing was just not right. He sh- he was not playing well anywhere last game. Um, and, you know, earlier in the season in the year it was cool to have the whole Steph Clay pool lineup out there and it looked like it was working doesn't look like it's working right now <laughs> at all so um you know it's all about adjustments especially after a game one and that's what Steve Kerr is gonna have to do make the adjustments which is what I'm scared for because he's not very good at that now um, what is your take on the Andre Iguodala minutes situation yeah so that was rather shocking to see, you know, I mean, he played well in those minutes, but 12 minutes right off the jump. And then you're not even playing Kaminga. You're not playing Bacheca. Like you're not playing these other players who have been playing for you well down the stretch. You're just plugging and playing. I definitely didn't expect him to play 12 minutes. And I was watching the game and I was like, I just kept saying, Iguodala's out there. Like he's, he kept being out there and I was like, I love Iguodala. Obviously, I always have. He's got a special place in my heart for those championships. But he's old now. He doesn't move as quickly. He's not as good as he used to be. His defense didn't look, surprisingly, didn't actually look that bad in game one. But I was not expecting him to come out and play 12 minutes. However, I was expecting to see Gary Payton play at least one singular minute. <laughs> but yeah, I think you can't, like, there was a whole media circus around, you know, oh my gosh, Gary Payton's available, Gary Payton's available. 
you can't be rushing someone back and making this whole Twitter, you know, atmosphere go crazy and then not play coach's decision. Like if he's supposed to be, you know, one of these guys and he's helped, like you got Boston, they're fighting through some stuff. Like Robert Williams had his meniscus taken out two months ago. Like, it's not like he's fully healthy. Marcus Smart's limping around. It's the end of the season. It's the finals. You're going to have these hospital games. But, like, if you're making all this hype about Gary Payton coming back, you got to at least play him. I know. I I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that. Um, I was expecting him to play, and especially with how the Warriors' perimeter defense was looking and with all these, with all these guys making these crazy shots and these consistent shots for Boston, I was expecting GP2 to come out. And he never did. And I was like, hey, Steve Kerr, this guy suited up. He's ready to go. Like, you don't have to play him 40 minutes tonight, but put him out there. This is the perfect time. If you if he was trying to avoid playing him, like just to, you know, he just didn't want to rush him back for whatever reason. Like he would only play him if he had to. He had to. That was the game. That was the situation where he had to play, and he didn't, which was I was a little annoyed. If he's back and he's suited up, you play him. Well, and I, I listened to Draymond Green talk, and I, it, it's a love-hate relationship with Draymond. I love to hear him talk, and I hate to hear him talk. Like, like so you. listening to his podcast, and I don't know how you're doing podcasts after a loss. First off, <laughs> I mean, you got time, but, like, you, you got to, like, get in the zone. I don't know, you know – I don't know. You're posting stuff out there. Bulletin material for a team that already won a game. Like you think Boston's not listening to this podcast saying, Oh, what's he thinking about us and hearing you trash them. But I think listening to Draymond and listening to the talk, he said golden state had a problem with, you know, going for pump fakes and they weren't making Boston make that extra pass. They weren't closing out on the perimeter like they should have been. So you know, with an extra day off, it, I wonder how intense their practices were and, you know, how, you know, into the nitty gritty they got and what Dre was doing in, you know, maybe in a leadership aspect. So I think they're going to be a little more disciplined and a little more, you know, making Boston make those extra passes and trying to create a little extra activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know that I didn't listen to his podcast. Um, but I was when the first thing you said was, I don't know if you should be making podcasts after a loss. I totally agree with that. And that's kind of been what Draymond's been doing all year. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, you got to get into a zone, especially in the NBA finals after a loss. You got to be putting in the work, getting ready for the next game, not sitting down talking. We can talk about it. Not you. They can't talk about it. <laughs> um, no, but another thing that I like you brought up Draymond because I was really really annoyed with Draymond Green's play in game one. Um, Number one, he took 12 shots. That may have been the most shots he's ever taken since 2016. I mean, why is he taking 12 shots? And then he made two, which shows why he never takes 12 shots. So when, when he's shooting two for 12, I'm like, in what world should that be on the stat sheet? Draymond. (laughs) And I think that's what Boston's living with. Like Boston was like, you know what? After that first quarter, when they made those adjustments, they kind of closed up on like Wiggins and Clay, and they kind of played them a little tighter. And, you know, we'll give Draymond an 18-footer. Sure. Go ahead and test an 18-footer, Draymond. Like, I don't – 
And I mean, his legacy is up for debate. I think he's one of the great power forwards of all time. I think he's a huge, you know, leadership role and aspect. But play-wise, like, if you're looking like that, like, you can't be sitting there saying, I'm, I'm a top 75 player if oh, yeah. you can't be shooting, you know, 18-footers in the finals. Yeah. you got to put yeah. up a better performance. And I, I, yeah. I, I expect him to come out fiery tonight, and I expect him exactly. to, you know, show a little, you know, excitement. So I, I think he'll get right, but he had, like you said, not a great performance in game one. Yeah, it was a disaster. I was getting really annoyed. Um, but your vote for finals MVP if you had to go right now. In the uh like if if it were oh, over, oh, if, if if one, who would you have voted for? Probably Al Horford. Al Horford. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Al Horford finals MVP. That would go down like crazy. How about you? I I, I don't know, Jalen Brown. Probably yeah. my guy right now. I mean, that fourth quarter run for him was crazy. Oh, yeah. He didn't miss a shot, went off, and then he had the steal. And, you know, he kind of got that momentum swing with, you know, Tatum ending up being more of a facilitator at the end of the game. You know, mm-hmm. just saying, I'm not, my shot's not falling. I'm going to have to pass it. Jalen really stepped up. So, and that's huge, especially to have a guy like that who can recognize that. I think he's the most underrated second person in the league. Yeah. Jalen Brown would be nasty if you gave him like a starting lineup somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean, you're right. Efficient score. Like he needs to get his handles and his free throws under control. But yeah. like Jalen Brown is so talented and I think he's just overlooked. Yeah. A lot of focus is on Jason Tatum in the media and all that. So I can definitely see that. Um, and about Jason Tatum, he's not going to shoot three for 17 again. Um, oh, Tatum's going for like 40 tonight. Tatum's yeah. going to pop. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. But... <laughs> he's one of those players, every time he has one of those bad games, he's going to come back and I don't know what it is about him, but he hits the gym, shoots some shots up, and he makes yeah. sure he gets his points the next game. Yeah. No, I believe it. Um, He's going to be tough to guard tonight, and that's what's kind of scary is just, like you said way earlier in a pod, you were saying, you know, they got they got away with one. With bad Jason Tatum game, you guys still somehow pulled it out. Um, Jason Tatum's not going to have 12 points on 3-for-17 shooting again. It's just not going to happen, especially tomorrow or tonight. So I, we need to make adjustments, which I'm hoping we do. When Jason Tatum comes out scoring 40, hopefully we have an answer for everybody else so we don't see another Al Horford and Derek White shooting 11 threes, making 11 threes together because that was absolutely insane. Um, so another guy I was, I was happy with, obviously Steph did his thing. Couldn't get him out of Steph. Um, Wiggins, I was, I was happy with what Wiggins did and Porter, Otto Porter. After that, I was pretty annoyed with everybody else. Um, Cole, no, obviously Draymond wasn't happy with, I guess Iguodala didn't play that bad. Um, but he did get a lot more minutes than I expected. Um, but in Draymond too, and also Clay. So somebody needs to wake up Clay and Jordan Poole because this is the NBA Finals. All right, this is this is the real deal. This is it. Okay, there's, there's no there's nothing else after this. All right, so Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, man, we're gonna need these two guys to step up big time, and because Clay shot six for fourteen. I mean, Clay's 
just shot selection. It's still just a little off. And I, and I don't want it to be, but it is. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping we could see just a little change from Clay from Poole. And Clay can have those games out of nowhere where he can just go off, which I'm hoping to see for the rest of the series. <laughs> but um, Clay, man, six for 14, when Steph's like the only guy scoring, it's just not going to cut it, dude. And you had, I mean, let's talk about Peyton Pritchard. Like he had 16 minutes. He had eight points and six boards. He was almost the leading rebounder for the Celtics. Like, I mean, I think him just coming off the bench, it gives them a little extra flexibility against this Warriors lineup. But like Steph was lined, uh, matched up against them. And I'm surprised like Steph didn't attack that matchup more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I was going to ask, how many points did they have in the fourth quarter? Boston. Um, I my thing believe let me bring it up. They had 40. It was like 40 to 16. Exa- 40 that to is 16. wow. Yeah, I knew I yeah, I knew it was around 40. That can't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was pretty confident. Obviously, I know the game of basketball is it can just change in a minute. So I wasn't like, you know, Warriors won game one, but I was confident with how we were looking. Um with how Steph was playing for the most part and that we were ahead. I was like, all we got to do, because we went into the fourth quarter winning by like nine or something. Like it was like nine, I think. I don't remember exactly, but um, so I was like, okay, let's just keep this up. Whatever we're doing, just don't get outscored by nine or whatever the number was. And we did the total opposite of that. Um, They looked awful. Like, it was just bad, and I, I would have lost a lot of money because I would have never bet that Al Horford and, and Jalen Brown and all these guys were going to make all these insane shots. Dude, that so, Derek White three with Steph Curry in his face. Ugh. I was like, that shot he will never make again in his life. I'm like, you I, can't be much closer. You can't be state. Like, It was just the shots were hitting, and it was something happened in that arena. I had no words. Well, I had <laughs> words. Bad words. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, just hoping the adjustments are made. Um, that's all I can really say. GP two, please, please get out there. Steve Kerr, put him out there. Let's go out and win game two. So game two tonight at six. Well, six for me, nine for you. I think it's six, right? Or is it five? It's eight o'clock for me. So five for you. Okay. Um, predictions what do you think so i think you guys are favored by five right now Ugh, I, I hate being favored nine. um yeah like, we are betting odds yeah that's a weird line for me to be five i think they're expecting you know draymond to come out and a little electricity and you guys to just you know tie one up one to one um I don't know what Jason Tatum is capable of tonight. Uh, that's to be seen. I think if you see a huge game from him and you see them tighten up on Steph, it could be a very dangerous game tonight for the Golden State Warriors. Um, I think you may see, you know, if they get a couple shots to fall and Golden State starts slow, I think if the crowd falls out of it, 
Golden State might be done for this home series and go to Boston down 0-2. So I can see that happening. I can see so many different scenarios. This is NBA Finals, and these are two really good teams, and teams that have sometimes proved to be inconsistent too. So it can really go a lot of different ways. But I think the Warriors will come out and win this game. Um, I don't – I uh, these guys these guys on the Warriors, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, these are some of the most competitive and just filled with fire these guys are. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to come out and do what they did in the fourth quarter again. They're not going to pick up exactly where they left off. Um, I do think we're going to split the series 1-1. I don't think we're going to drop both at home. Um, I'm pretty confident that the Warriors are going to win. I will take you up on this offer, though, that if if the Warriors lose the finals, I'll change my podcast Twitter logo to the so I'll change all the I'll change my Instagram logo too to the to the Celtics for like a week. If that's what you said, I'll do it. Um, it's not going to be an easy series, obviously, but for game two, I do think the Warriors are going to come out and win. So. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good game. All the games are gonna be good. I don't think there's gonna be any blowouts. I think these are the only games that out of these playoffs that will be competitive throughout the whole game. Like even though this ended up being a huge like game, like it was competitive throughout the whole game. Yeah, and it this wasn't yeah. really ever out of toe until the final like minute or so. Yeah, no, the score, the the score of game one doesn't really tell the story of the game. No, so I think I think we're in for a very competitive matchup. I think we have two very good franchises and organizations, and I think I saw the referee report tonight, and I think the referee report favors Golden State by a freaking mile. Okay, I good. You guys have twenty brothers tonight. Okay, and <laughs> um, Zarba. Okay, and Zarba's <laughs> and twenty brothers. Oh, so yeah. I'm looking at referees. My money's on Golden State tonight. Just because I don't ever trust Tony Brothers or Zarpos. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the league, you know, if there is a higher power, who knows, you know, whatever he's going on, conspiracy theory hat on. Um, I, I think the league definitely wants to extend a series if they can. I think if there is such thing as manipulation, you could, you know, whatever it is. But I think with referee matchups, there is a little bit of validity behind there. I mean, you're never going to get rid of the biases, but I think every game is going to definitely be close. So it should be interesting to see what those, you know, end up being throughout the series. Yeah, definitely. Um, tonight, you heard it here first. Everybody heard it here first. Clay Thompson, he's going for 35 at least. All right. We're going to see some game six Clay in game two. Game slick six out in game two. Yeah, he's coming out early. Now, if he goes for 35, how many minutes is Jordan Poole playing? That uh, Clay can do it and Clay can do it and he doesn't need that many minutes. No, but it, it'll I, I don't see Jordan Poole's minutes decreasing. I honestly don't. Um with Steve Kerr out, he kind of runs his lineups. I think because let's see, Jordan Poole got 25 last game. I see him getting around the same thing. Jordan Poole's still a good NBA player. He's just looked bad last game. And honestly, his defense and turnovers have looked bad ever since the Denver series. Um, his scoring hasn't been amazing either, but Jordan Poole is still capable of shooting the lights out. Everybody knows that. I don't see his minutes decreasing, um, but Clay doesn't need all that much time. Just give him the ball and he'll just chuck it up from wherever he's at and he'll make it. So I I, I see a big Clay game tonight. And, oh. you know, that may come back to bite me, but 
I'm booking I, that. I think, like, like I said, I think Tatum gets off, gets going. I think we see a huge Jason Tatum game tonight. Um, Clay, I would love to see Clay come out and play like a great. T- I miss great Clay. When oh, Clay yeah. can't miss, that's the best the Warriors are at. He, yeah. Oh yeah. And, you know, it's a shame that the two injuries happened. And, you know, he hasn't <sighs> really been his full self back. You're trying to, you know, find that full healthy Clay that it used to be. Yeah. That would be a great storyline, and I would, you know, I'd be here for it because I love Clay as a player. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, me too. My favorite player in the league. I love that guy. Definitely was tough to watch him sit on the bench for two and a half years, but he's back and he'll find it. He'll find his groove at some point. Um, hopefully tonight. <laughs> um, but right on, man. You got anything else? Okay, let's go. Uh, score predictions for the game. Let's see who can get closer here. I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm a, okay. 112-105 Warriors. That's my prediction. And the MVP of the game will be Clay. I think So I think the Warriors like key to these games is being the first team to 110. Okay. If the Warriors are the first team to 110, I think they win that given night. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, I'm saying Celtics 113, Warriors 115. Okay. I think the Warriors are barely going to pull it out tonight. I think it's going to be a great game. I, I don't want to see the Celtics lose, but I will be more than happy going back to Boston with a one and one I'll be more than happy with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, that's always great. Celtics dude. and six. Celtics and six. There it All is. Right. For the but All right. So I, I think they got a close game tonight, but I think Golden State pulls it out. Yeah. That's a good prediction. I just realized I'm wearing green. Um, I, <laughs> well, I should have thrown some blue on or gold, <laughs> something besides this. Um, but anyways, Kyle, man, I really appreciate you coming on. It's always a lot of fun. Um especially to have a Celtics fan on. We can, you know, give our opinions on the finals. Probably have you back, you know, during the series again. Um, Hopefully you'd be the one annoyed, and I won't be very annoyed at what happened previously. Um, Anything else to add? Um, Yeah, if you guys just want to shoot me a follow on Twitter, uh, at AGameKyle. That's where I throw all my sports commentary. And, you know, if you want to throw me out on there, appreciate that. Other than that, just – like subscribe the podcast make sure you rate it for zach here does a great yes, job sir. right on i appreciate it yes sir yes sir follow my boy kyle on twitter that's where i see all sports takes we always go back and forth we get some good conversation in there um but yeah be sure to like this subscribe drop a rating that would be great five stars preferably um and you'll follow the instagram follow the tiktok and follow the twitter all in the they're all in the description here on the podcast Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you listening if you still are. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.